0: Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and this is episode 29. So in the UK, most of the gyms have reopened today. Did you book your slot? Did you end up going? Um, Were you excited to be returning or were you actually reserved and are quite happy with the new regime that you've put in place since lockdown? Obviously, it's going to affect lots of people different ways as to what they want to do obviously going forward with COVID, but also what goals they have fitness wise. So a lot of people uh, in the gym do go there purely for um, cardiovascular fitness. Um, So that would be obviously on the bikes and the treadmills and the rowers. And a lot of people go for strength training. And obviously by nature, you would probably do a combination of both, obviously for overall fitness, but With cardio, um, which is the episode that I'm going to be talking about today, um, I just want to go a little bit deeper into that and explain... Um, I've actually given a few questions, uh, which I'm going to answer. So it sort of clarifies it and whether you actually need the gym to do cardio. So this episode is all cardio based. So if that's not your thing, uh, then you might want to turn off. But then having said that, you might want to learn something more if it's not. Um, Especially if you are looking to do perhaps a a couch to 5k, um, this then this would be of relevance. So Essentially, what is cardio? So that can be described as basically any exercise that increases your heart and breathing rates. So obviously you need to get them up to a certain level, obviously, to help improve basically your body's functions of your circulatory and your cardiovascular system, which ultimately is your heart and your lungs. Um, So as the saying goes, use it or lose it. You want to keep both your heart and your lungs healthy. So by doing cardio, you're doing that. Um, But not only that, obviously you're doing a lot more than that um, because obviously you're expending energy. So you're burning calories. But you're also helping uh, your mindset, because obviously when you do exercise, um, it releases uh, positive hormones in the body, uh, like dopamine and serotonin, like those happy hormones. Um, Like, as you know, you feel good when you've done an exercise. Um, But why do we need to do it? Why do we need to do cardio? Um, some people might say that cause they absolutely hate it. Um, but it's really important to do it, to improve, a, to improve and basically strengthen your cardiovascular endurance. So, um, If you think about it, if I don't know if obviously you you would take the bus or not, but if you are running for a train or something, you want to be able to do that and recover quite quickly. And generally speaking, it's the rate of recovery that will determine potentially how fit you are um, you know, based on how, how out of breath you are. So you may get out of breath, but it's how quick you recover from that sort of, uh, running spurt, um, that would deem how, you know, give you a good level to indicate how fit you actually are. So how quick you would run out of breath and how long it would take for you to recover. But it's, 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 it's more than that. Obviously it's, um, Important um, to help keep that body as I said healthy so when you're when you 're doing cardiovascular activities it 's helping your body 's capacity to take in oxygen, which comes in obviously through the blood and gets pumped to all the working muscles so if you are fitter then you 're able and this comes actually down to a lot of breathing actually as well. And that may be a separate episode that I will do because efficient breathing is going to enable you to take in more oxygen. And um, if you can obviously take on more oxygen when you're doing your cardio, you're going to be able to get a better supply in the blood to those muscles. If you get more blood to the muscles, you're likely to fatigue less quickly um, and go on for longer. So there is a reason, obviously, for that of why you want to be fit. But it also obviously clears away waste products from your system, uh, namely, obviously, CO2, carbon dioxide. And as a byproduct, obviously, you sweat. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go into a little bit of the types of cardio, but we'll go into that a little bit more. But it also helps your heart become more efficient at actually pumping your blood around your body. Um, and helps improve your heart rate, your resting heart rate. So if you're fitter, then that slows down. And that means that your heart's not having to work or pump as hard, obviously. So it's not put under so much stress. Um, And obviously the heart is one of the biggest muscles or the most important muscle Um, well all the muscles are obviously important in your body but uh, without your heart beating you're not going to pretty much be able to do anything else so it's really important to try and reduce the stress on your heart so again going back to obviously cardio it's not just it helps de-stress you obviously if you've had a stressful day but it's also going to de-stress your heart but um, your fitness as I mentioned obviously is sort of determined by sort of how how quick you get out of breath and how quick you recover um, and basically in in more sciencey term obviously it's the the body's ability to intake and distribute and utilize that oxygen for energy um, and that's actually known as your vo2 max which is called maximal aerobic capacity and it's said that if you um have got a higher vo2 max then you're um you're basically uh, a lot fitter. So you're, you're in a, a lot um, better shape than someone that's got a low VO2 max. So I'm not going to dive too, too deep into that, but that just gives you a little bit about it. So how much should we be doing? How much cardio should we be doing? Um, so the NHS guidelines state that we should do um, at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity a week. Um, or you can break that down and do 75 minutes of vigorous intensity a week. So you've got the, so essentially you're looking at like 30 minutes a day, uh, potentially. And uh, just by the by, obviously we're talking about cardio here, but it is equally important to do strength training uh, to load those muscles as well and to load those bones so strengthen those muscles so that you don't end up suffering with um osteopenia and obviously loading those bones uh which helps reduce osteoporosis but we're not going to go and delve into the strengths training side of things at the moment but the the government uh, government the nhs guidelines uh state at least twice a week <laughs> maybe maybe the government do actually state as well you know given covid that they state that we should be doing it as well but um anyway i don't know so there are two types of cardio that you that that, that gets broken up into um, that you probably do know about and they're sort of listed as acronyms LIS and HIT Um, and LIS stands for low impact steady state so so what what is LIS well it's probably the most common form so that's when you see most people in the gym walking on the treadmill or lightly jogging or they're on a recumbent bike or the rower or the, the rower probably would be more of the other one. Um, so this is any exercise that you can do for, um, basically with little rest time. Uh, you can repeat the same movement for a long period of time um, and keeping that heart rate at a moderate level, um, which is said to be between around about 40 to 60% of your maximal heart rate. Um, so essentially you could do it all day you, have got enough oxygen, you're breathing in, uh, you can do it at a talking pace. Um, and that's a good guide, a guideline, um, in fitness, we do use the RPE scale. So it's called the rate of perceived exertion. Um, so essentially if one is lying in bed and 10 is running for the train, um, obviously a list activity would be around about a six. So, um, Examples of lists, as I said, would be like the treadmills. But obviously, whilst we've not been in the gym, it would have been brisk walking, jogging. Um, I would say swimming, but obviously the swimming uh, baths and pools have been shut. Um, but you're looking for a, a duration of of at least thirty minutes uh, to sixty, um, and you know, and upwards. But uh, be mindful that the body's uh, glycogen uh, stores do get depleted sort of after about 90 minutes of um, running particularly um, and you know that's when you would just need to refuel but again digress running that would be a different one. So the other uh, type of cardio is the hit, high intensity interval training and this is basically um, interval exercises done in short periods of time, but at a much higher intensity. So normally around about 95% of your maximal heart rate um, interspersed with some rest periods um, or where you would do some sort of form of low to moderate um, impact activity. Uh, so generally speaking, you're looking at um, timed intervals. If it was on the minute, Um, If you're a complete beginner, you'd be looking at 30 minutes of work and 30 minutes of rest and then going up to someone that's quite fit, probably uh, 50, when I say 50 seconds, so 30 seconds, get get it right, (laughs) 30 seconds of rest, 30 seconds of work or 50 seconds of work and 10 seconds of rest. So you're... Doing these short bursts of high intensity, so so it's really really uh, pushing your your uh, system, and you from a, an RPE perspective, you're going to be up there an eight eight uh, or nine um, potentially, and then obviously you recover and then you do that again. Naturally, you wouldn't be able to do that for long duration or periods of time. Uh, because that's classed as anaerobic, but we're going to go into that because it leads me nicely into that of the two different types of cardiovascular endurance, which is aerobic, namely, obviously, air, oxygen, or anaerobic, minus air, oxygen. So the LIS is an example of aerobic um, activity. So this is something that you can do, Where you can do it for a long period of time, you can generally do that at a conversational pace and the byproducts, obviously, of taking in that oxygen is that you're expelling CO2 and water, obviously, by the way of sweat. Whereas anaerobic exercise is slightly different, so this is moving into a different energy system within the body, and you can move between the two. So it doesn't mean that you you're set in one and, and that's it. Um, there's a good analogy of um, having pots on um, a pat on a, a hob, and having them at different levels and moving between, turning them up and down, and that's essentially your energy systems so that you can move into one or the other. Um, but typically, any anaerobic exercise such as like high intensity interval training it's done at such a rate that the body relies on um, its energy source called ATP Um, so I will tell you what that is but not that you have to remember it um, that is adenosine triphosphate so that's the body's currency of um, energy Um, and it uses it, it relies on that energy uh, to, to fuel those uh, fast bouts of activity along with your glycogen stores um, instead of using oxygen, so it will it will deplete your glycogen, which is basically. Um, energy stored in your muscles and your liver by the way of glucose that comes in via the form of carbohydrates. So hence why they would always suggest, say, having like a, a snack before you do any exercise like a banana. So that's got carbohydrates in it. So it's got a fuel source that your body obviously can convert those carbohydrates into glucose, glucose into glycogen to fuel those muscles, obviously, and then be used in that activity. So they're the two types of um, exercise, anaerobic and aerobic. Um, And it really does depend, obviously, what your goal is as to what type of exercise you would do. Um, So obviously, uh, aerobic um, exercise is typically great for, um, say, bodybuilders. Uh, So low intensity, steady state. Um, they've done a lot of training in the gym where they've built their muscles up. And what they don't want to do is tap into their glycogen stores through HIIT training and deplete their their muscle, um, obviously size. So by doing low intensity, um, they're able to trim sort of excess body fat um, without affecting their muscle growth. Um, But also um, HIIT training Will require more recovery, um, and that could inhibit them to then obviously do another strength session training. So that's why uh, list is quite popular for people that are looking to gain size to complement it. But one of the um, downsides of that is that it takes a long time. So naturally, obviously, you've got to be doing at least thirty minutes to sixty minutes, and In today's life, us being busy people, you've got to find the time to fit that in. But what's the benefit then of doing um, an anaerobic exercise such as HIIT? Well, these are great for people that want to lose weight. Um, Reason being is that you can burn um, as many calories as um, in 20 minutes of a HIIT workout as you can in a 40 to 60 minute list session. So this actually shows you that it's more time efficient. Um, And obviously, again, if you're not a fan of exercise per se, then doing 20 minutes as opposed to 40 to 60 is a win, isn't it? Uh, Get it done, get it done out the way, move on. But it also has another benefit as well, is that when you do this activity, um, you're burning and expending energy at the time. So you're burning those calories. And you will expend, you know, a fair amount in a a 60 minute session. But once you stop, then your body just goes back to normal of its normal burning rate. Whereas when you actually do a HIIT workout, it actually boosts your metabolism for at least uh, 24 hours afterwards. So this actually means that you're burning more calories hence burning more fat, even after you've finished that exercise. So you're thinking, well, this is a win. I'm only having to do 20 minutes worth of exercise. And not only am I burning calories while I do it, but I'm going to be burning calories for the next 24 hours. Happy days. I'll do that. That's me. Um, So that's why hits have become really, really popular. But obviously there is that caveat depending on what your goal is. So if it is fat loss, um again, it depends because if you haven't been exercising at all, then to try and go in to do some sort of hit training session it's going to be quite difficult and challenging, so it may be that that entry level is to go in and do list training to build up obviously some cardiovascular endurance to drop a little bit of weight and get a little bit fitter before you then go in to try and do those high intensity interval training sessions. But also, some people will have uh, problems in their joints and that they may find that those HIIT training sessions are going to aggravate them and would therefore, again, prefer to do the, the lists instead. Having said that, you know, there are many different variations of HIIT workout and you certainly can do low impact ones as well. Um, and HIIT workouts can vary Um, In in all different types of what you could do from whether that's um, like a Tabata, um, which is like uh, eight session rounds of quick fire, or it could be some sort of circuit training, or it could be like out doing your jog and running from one lamppost and then walking and then running again. So you're going up and down, you're spiking, obviously, um, and boosting your metabolism as well so which one would you do so there's benefits for both you don't have to jump into one camp or the other just like you don't as i said about the pots on the stove of energy sources you don't have to stay in one you know the body is very adaptable you can move between either or um up and down um essentially. So when you know people obviously do um like hill climbs and stuff then naturally they're 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 going anaerobic by having to get up the hill but then if they're on a long plane again then they'll go aerobic again but ultimately what cardio should you be doing probably a bit of both to be fair but more importantly than that it really does depend what are your goals? What is it you want to achieve? You need to have a smart goal, um, you know, obviously being specific, uh, measurable, achievable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So depending on what that goal is, would very much uh, determine which type of activity you're gonna do. But also, as I said before, any medical background and history, um, and where you're at on your fitness level to start. So again, if you're new to exercise and you haven't uh, done anything like this before, to try and go into a hit is going to be very tough. Um, so you know entry in, enter into to list is, is a better way to build up obviously slowly over time and then you can whack into to high interval, uh, intensity, high intensity interval training. Um, at a later stage and then really get a bang for your buck but it is it is worth doing that you know that's not to say that um, you can't do HIIT training if you're wanting to gain muscle as well Um, but you just have to make sure that you're not burning into too many calories because generally when you're looking to gain muscle um you would normally need to eat in a surplus and you basically don't want to be taking away the calories that you're trying to eat otherwise you're not ever going anywhere um so that's getting that balance quite right but um that's obviously a different level so ultimately you do what your goals are based on what your goals are and what you enjoy you know like what are you likely to stick to um, you know, don't do something you don't like, you know, if you don't like it, don't do it. Cause you're, you're just, it's just going to be purgatory. Um, so you, you need to find what works for you. And, and sometimes it can be a combination of both because it is managing your time. But, uh, the things that I've found that have been quite beneficial. So if I'm to do list training, then I would download a podcast like this one. <laughs> um, and I'd put that on when I was doing my list training. And then I would listen to content that I wanted to. So that um, whether that's from a point of view of gaining more knowledge or just wanting to listen to something different. Obviously, music. Lots of people love listening to their tunes. Um, or it could be if you're in the gym, you know, bringing your um, your phone in and downloading a Netflix, um, you know, obviously series and using that time to watch a 30 minute episode while you do your lists that way you're not sitting on your bum when you're doing you know watching the tv it's it's like a treat and so you you won't watch that netflix series unless you go to the gym and or if you've got an exercise bike at home put that on and do your exercise on the bike and then it's like two birds two was it two birds with one stone um, yeah, you're enjoying it and you'll want to look forward to it. So that's like, um, also like a push and a pull. Um, but then equally, so hits are great because you know that if you're fast, if you know, you've got busy day and you're limited on time, you can quickly power through a 20 minute session job done and uh, get on with your day. So hits are absolutely great for fat burning. Uh, because as I say, they use a lot more energy, Um, and they require more recovery time. So that's going to be burning calories throughout the rest of the day. But obviously, LIS are fantastic as well if you're wanting to maintain any muscle gain that you've uh, worked hard for to get in the gym. But interestingly, um, I found that there was a study that said it took around six to eight weeks of LIS to achieve the same amount of aerobic endurance, VO2 max improvement, seen in just two weeks of consistent HIT workouts. So just goes to show you that there are benefits of HIIT, but just be mindful of what your goal is and ultimately do what you enjoy. Um, with the gyms opening, you have to book your time slot, Um, And obviously, if you are just going to do uh, cardio, then why not get outside and just do it outside? You're going to be more time efficient because you can obviously just put on a pair of trainers and go. You can do um, it at different times of the day, shorter. You know, you don't have to be worrying about, you know, what time slot do I have at the gym, etc., etc. Just get out there and do it. But equally so with the HIIT workouts, um, they can be done at home. There's a lot of uh, classes that are being streamed online, and I think COVID has brought a new way of training for for many. Uh, now um, we are going into yet another new normal, and I don't think it's going to be the same uh, for gyms as they once were. So I think there's going to be a lot of people that are still reserved about going back yet. But plus, there are gym limits of how many people can go into them um, and obviously how much time you're allowed in the gym when you go. Whereas when you obviously are at home you can catch an online workout, job done, shower, it's just more time efficient um and and <laughs> little plug there obviously um i do an instagram live workout every monday night at quarter past 6 to a quarter to 7 so it's 30 minutes all in which includes that warm up and cool down and a little chit chat uh, so we're hitting around 18 to 20 minutes of high intensity interval training you definitely will sweat um and obviously as I've mentioned to in this podcast, you're going to be burning calories, not just throughout that workout, but thereafter. So if that floats your boat, then come and find me on Instagram on NBE fit PT um, and join me on a Monday night. Just hit on the live as I say, and uh, just grab, grab a, a towel, a water bottle, make sure you've got some space around you and generally normally need to have a mat as well. Um, but Otherwise, obviously online training is absolutely booming at the moment. Uh, People are realizing that uh, they can do sessions uh, online with personal trainers like myself. Uh, Many of my clients have transitioned and actually have found that they've preferred the switch for, as, as I said, the benefits of that um, efficiency of time, um, ease, and the fact that they realize that they actually still get a really good workout. Um, I think that's most people's fear that they've got to go to the gym, but you don't have to go to the gym to do exercise. You can do exercise anywhere, and you don't have to apportion it to a set period of uh, minutes in the gym. Um, Because some people think, oh, well, I've done my gym workout, then I don't need to do anything else. Whereas what you want to be looking at is an overall picture of just moving around more. Um, That includes your walking, getting your 10,000 steps a day, your neat activity. Uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis so that's basically moving around like housework and things like that that gives you know that burns calories as well especially if you're going to be changing all the beds and hoovering and etc etc um, you can get up a good sweat there but I think people have realized that doing workouts at home uh, they can challenge their muscles and they can feel that burn Um, And they probably didn't think that that could happen unless they were in the gym setting. So a lot of people have had their eyes opened and actually prefer the alternative. And when you think about it, well, you're, Certainly reducing your risk of of catching the disease because you're not even going to the gym. Not that I'm saying that the gyms are going to be any more risky because they've done an absolutely fantastic job of putting everything into place to make sure that they abide by the government guidelines to ensure that they are safe for all. So that's not to be said, um, but it's just going to be... Less fluid, shall I say, you know, like with regards to obviously potential showers and stuff like that, getting onto um, some of the machines and being limited by time. And the whole point of people going to the gym is they feel like they go into their own little world um, and not bothered by anyone. And that potentially is not going to happen now because they're going to be very observant of rules and regulations from the minute they step in there with having their temperature taken to to the minute they leave of, you know, obviously... And everything in between of wiping all the equipment down so if you're one of those individuals that don't feel like you're keen to go back to the gym and that sort of environment until things change yet again then i'd say continue with your home workouts come and join me on ig live if you're looking for um you know obviously uh, a personal trainer and you want to get fitter you can do that in person in the parts but also, this can be done via Zoom and it can be done very, very successfully. So you are not limited by location. And uh, the client, my clients have found it to be very efficient, uh, choosing their slots, obviously, of when that can be done. But even more than that, you can still do home workouts that can be prescribed uh, through uh, online programs. And that's something that I offer too. Um, and do those either at the gym or at home, but have that accountability, obviously, of an online fitness coach like myself or a different coach to keep you on the straight and narrow. But um, I just want to say that I've used this period of time of lockdown uh, to show that you don't need a gym to have a body transformation. And I am literally in the last few days of my first ever shred Um, And what they say by shred is is literally dropping body fat and to to a low level as possible um, whilst training uh, to improve uh, my body composition. And I've done all of this throughout the lockdown period. um, And it would just be around about 11 and a half weeks when I take when I do my photo shoot and I have changed my body. I've dropped around 10 to 11 pounds and I wasn't in a place where I needed to particularly drop that weight to start with. Uh, but I wanted to, to show people that it is possible to do that with good nutrition and home workouts done, you know, in the comfort of your own living room or wherever you do your workouts in your garden, et cetera. Um, and, yeah, I found it uh, quite, quite, um, quite a journey. Um, I've, I've enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. And the point of it is is that I'm 47 years old and I can say that I did that and got a six pack the first time ever in my life. And I've trained uh, and been into fitness since I was little. But I can honestly tell you I've never had a six-pack and it was one of those probably you'll say a bit of a vain goal um, but I wanted to see if I could um, and I wanted to do it at my age um, to prove to myself first and foremost um, that age is just a number but also to highlight to any other women that you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to do it, you know, age is just a number. You don't need to have a gym. You don't need to be a certain uh, age. You don't need to be, you know, you've just got to do. And I've, I've shown that through this uh, program that I've done, um, that it is achievable. It is possible. And you don't have to think, Oh my God, this is how it is now because Yes, we do gain one to two pounds per year, every year that we age. Um, So it's so important that you do keep up with those NHS guidelines of exercise, both for loading the bones and for that cardiovascular to keep you fit for life, which is basically my motto. So if you want to find out more about my uh, online training program, my health and wellness 100, then drop me a DM on Instagram NBE fit PT, or you can contact me via the website, www.nbefit.co.uk. So I just want to say thank you all for listening to the podcast episodes. If you have any questions or, um, subjects that you think you'd like to hear on this podcast then do drop me a dm uh, they're generally centered around the mindset fitness and nutrition but i'd love to discuss whatever you are your you know your problem areas or what you're struggling with uh, to see if i can help and not least you can put me on when you're doing your list training so until the next episode um if you're listening to this, by the way, on iTunes, then please do uh, like it, rate it and leave a five star review. If you found it to be useful and share to people, because that will help with the algorithm of getting it to other people. Um, if you listen, it's available on all major platform platforms, um, including Spotify and Stitcher. Um, I'm not quite so sure about whether you can rate on those, but please do share um, if you think this will be of relevance to someone. And especially if you're about to do a couch to 5k, then stick my episodes on. I've actually got an episode of my journey from couch to 5k um, and also um, my running journey all the way from uh, 10k up to marathon. So um, I can take you through what I did and, and how I achieved that. But in the meantime, stay safe.